You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. Romans chapter 14 and verse 17. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. It says the kingdom of God is not determined in meat and drink. In other words, what you eat when people are arguing over that. It says, but it is in righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So it talks about a three-dimensional operation that constitutes what we will call the kingdom of God. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, I want to show some things concerning that. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9 to 12. We want to tie it up. Isaiah 59. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as rain cometh down, and snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and abode, so that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now, we'll look at this, but if it says, as rain comes down from heaven and watereth the earth and makes it bring forth and to board, that suggests that inside the earth, things are already planted there. Because the rain is coming to cause what is planted to bring forth and to board. Now, let's go on there. That he may give bread to the eater and seed to the sower and bread to the eater. He says, so shall the word be that goeth forth out of my mouth as rain. It shall not return to me void. Remember, it's the kingdom of God we are looking at. Three-dimensional operation. But it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. Next verse. You shall go out with joy, and you shall be led forth with peace. So you go out into anything with joy. And that's the way you should leave your house every morning, really. Okay? Uh, you shall go out into something with joy. Uh, if you are living a job, you shall leave that place with joy. And so you are led forth with peace. Uh, you can't be in a state where all right, you are troubled inside your heart. You are angry within your soul, right, about the particular thing. So you are led forth with peace. 
and you go out with joy. And then it says the effect of that is that the mountain. So it says, and the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. So what happens is the mountains and the hills, they break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field, they clap their hands. So there's a celebration, there's a breaking forth, there's breakthrough that comes because you are going out with joy. Now, very few people go out every morning with joy, all right? Very few people, all right, go out and they're led forth in peace. Uh, people go out angry, people go out dissatisfied, people go out, all right, troubled inside their heart. Very few people go out rejoicing, excited, enthusiastic, all right, about life, and they are led forth inside their hearts with peace. It says the mountains, because of that, and the hills will break forth before thee, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Verse 13, it says, instead of the thorn, which means is the way you went out. It's, it's what was inside your heart when you went out. So people can encounter the same thing. And, and one person instead of the thorn, which means it begins to change. Circumstances respond, all right, to the attitude and the spiritual force there. Instead of the branch, you come the mantle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name and for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So how you go out, what is in your heart? These are forces that count, and we're in the last days now. All of these things will count no matter where you are in the world. All right? Because if the Bible says in the last days, perilous times shall come, it's universal. Okay? In other words, there's going to be a crunch, and therefore you must be more in alignment with the Spirit of God every single day. You are dotting the I's and you are crossing the T's. You go out with joy, you are led forth in peace, and then the mountains and the hills will break forth before thee. The trees of the field will clap their hands. So, it says the kingdom of God that has dominion over all is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, we're going to get to it, but we've seen peace and joy there. So, where is the righteousness? Now, it tells us there, it says... As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than yours. And as rain comes down from heaven. Now, it says, and waters the earth and makes it bring forth. Uh, that means it's watered and what comes out of the earth is joy and what comes out of the earth, so to speak, is peace. So what's the water that causes joy to come out and causes peace to come out? Hosea chapter 10 and verse 12. It says, So to yourselves in righteousness, rape in mercy, break up your fallow ground. It is time to seek the Lord until he comes 
and rains righteousness upon you. So that rain coming from heaven is called righteousness. And I explain this. It hits the soil of your heart. And joy and peace shall come as a result of the righteousness that falls upon your heart. And because of that, there is dominion. And because of that, you go out on the mountains and hills break before thee. Let's look again at this issue of righteousness. Isaiah chapter 48, 45 and verse 8. It says this, Drop down ye heavens from above and let the skies pour down righteousness. That's, that's the rain. And let the earth open. All right? And let them bring forth salvation. And let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. So what's raining out of heaven is called righteousness. What's coming out of the earth is, all right, salvation. And it's rejoicing, it's joy, and it's peace. But if we look at Hosea 10, verse 2 again, it says, So unto yourselves, all right, in righteousness. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12, sorry. All right. So to yourselves in righteousness. Now, put up the CEV translation so we understand. Plow your fields and scatter seeds of justice and the harvest of faithfulness. Worship me, the Lord, and I will send my saving power down like rain. So it says, plow your fields. Break up the fallow ground in your life by scattering seeds of justice. Now what seeds of justice means treat people with respect and honor, which means your treatment with people. Or it means also give to people, be fear in your dealings with people, giving to them that which is due. That's don't cheat people or defraud people. So, if the rain of righteousness is coming down to cause things to spring forth, it says, let's start it by, before we get to the rain, let's first of all plow our fields. And let's first of all begin to sow seeds into the fields of our life. Because when this rain comes, it's going to give bread to the eater, seed to the sower. In other words, multiply the seeds you have sown and give bread to the eater. But it says, break up your fallow ground. Right? And how do you break up fallow ground? You say, well, nothing is happening in my life. You know, everything is. It says, break that up by doing what? Start sowing seeds, all right, into people. Start sowing seeds of help to other people. This is how you start it. A beginner to help. All right. Now you remember, so shall my so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth is as rain coming from heaven. It will water the ground. His word has already been sown. So before the word even comes, it says, first of all, start sowing seeds out there into the lives of people. Second Corinthians chapter nine. All right, verse eight to verse ten. Second Corinthians. So there's a starting point here 
of the message here. God is able to make all grace abound towards you, giving you sufficiency in all things, and make you abound to every good work. Please put up the Amplified Translation of this verse. Now, this is the bread, and we'll see. God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance, so that you may always, and under all circumstances, which means that, all right, this is a circumstance or a situation. You may say this has happened and that has happened. Under all circumstances, it says, whatever the need be, you are self-sufficient, possessing enough, that's the bread, we'll see this, to require no aid or support, and furnished in, in abundance to every good work and charitable donation. Now, if you go up, let's read from verse 1. Let's just read from verse 1, okay? We'll get the picture of what you see. Now, about the offering to be made to the saints, God's people in Jerusalem, it's quite superfluous for me to write unto you. And there he says, For I'm well acquainted with your willingness, your readiness and eagerness to promote it. And I've proudly told about you to all the people in Macedonia, saying that Achaia, most, most of grace, has been prepared since last year. They were contributing to the saints that were in trouble in Jerusalem, all right, for this contribution. And consequently, your enthusiasm has stimulated the majority of them. Verse 3. Still, I'm sending the brethren unto you, lest our pride in you be made an empty boast in this particular case, so that you may well, you may be already as I told them you will be. Verse 4. Lest if the Macedonians shall come with me and find you unprepared for this generosity, we, to say nothing of ourselves, be humiliated, are being so confident. That means that boasted about them, how generous they were. He says, now, if these people now come and see that, you mean you are the ones that, the people that inspired us that from their testimonies and stories about them, they themselves are not even ready. He says, we are going to be ashamed and humiliated. So he goes on there. That is why I thought it necessary to urge you, brethren, to go to you before I do and make arrangements in advance for this bountifully promised gift of yours so that it may be ready, not as extortion wrung out of you, but as a generous, willing gift. Verse 6. Remember this, he who sows sparingly, so there's the sowing of the seed, and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he that sows generously that blessing may come to someone, will reap generously with blessings. Verse 7. Let each one give as he has made up in his own mind, purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowfully, or under compulsion, for God takes pleasure in prizes above other things, and is unwilling to abandon or to do without, very powerful statement, a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, giver, whose heart is in his giving. And then he goes on and says, and God is able to make all grace, which means if you give in this particular way, God is able to make all grace, that's every favor, and earthly blessing, 
come to you in abundance so that you may always. Now, how is he going to do that? We'll see this. Is that rain? Always under all circumstances. Now, you're going to see this is the bread. And whatever the need be, self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support, and furnished in abundance to every good work and charitable donation. Now, verse 9. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, scatters abroad. He gives to the poor his deeds of justice, goodness, and kindness, and benevolence will go on and endure forever. Verse 10. God who provides seed for the sower, now that's a multiplying your generous donation, and bread for eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing and increase the fruits of your righteousness which manifests itself in active goodness and kindness. Now put this in the King James so we can see this bread. All right, so you can tie it up to Isaiah 55. Put this. Now he that ministers seed to the sower both ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown and increases your fruits of righteousness. Now, look at this again. He that ministers seed to the sower, both minister, so how does he do it? God starts out by ministering seed to the sower. Then with that, he ministers bread for your food and multiplies the seed you have sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Now, then go to Isaiah 55 and verse 10. So we'll see this. Isaiah 55 verse 10, quickly. All right? For as the rain comes down from heaven and doesn't return, but water the earth, make it bring forth and board, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to be void, but it shall accomplish. In other words, this person that is having this rain has already put seeds in the ground. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, the rain is the word of God coming. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, therefore, that scripture says, if a person is not into giving, the word will produce nothing. I see what it says. No, didn't just read what it says. You can't. So it says, How are you going to start this thing? Break up your fallow ground. If somebody says, Well, I'm in need, and I says, What is your start? The Bible says, The lean soul shall be made fat. In other words, the soul was lean when it was liberal. Sorry, the liberal soul shall be made fat. All right? And he that waters somebody else will be watered also. So you start out by breaking forth out of your father. You, you are stagnant on a level and you want to move to the next level. Start out by helping people. Turn your heart into a generous heart. In other words, begin. Don't start focusing on your own self. That listen, I'm in trouble. Nobody's coming to help me. The way this thing works in the kingdom of God is that you begin to do something. You start reaching out. You hold a telephone conversation with somebody. The person in the conversation says something. They are not even asking you for money or anything or asking for anything. You hear about something went wrong with somebody. You pray and intercede everything. Because this is why people fail. The Bible says perilous times shall come if you read the things there. Because people, first of all, are self-centered. 
all right, people get into real difficulty because they are focused just on themselves, which means that they'll be saying to people, hey, well, if you know what, all right, it's not about what they are showing to them. In fact, the Bible says that a man who is friendly will have friends, which means it's what you put out that comes back. So someone says, well, nobody cares for me. Have you cared for anybody? Nobody is friendly to me. Are you friendly to anybody? Nobody smiles to me. When last did you smile to anybody? So when does it start? It starts out. Starts out by you looking out for other people. That's how you turn things around in your life. Which means you begin to look out. And begin to break up your fallow ground. Uh, and understand that if I'm not getting any results, if everything, it means that my grounds are fallow. Fallow ground means they don't have seeds inside. All right? I don't have seed into the ground. Um, my, my orientation, it's a massive thing. You have to become a much more generous person. You're, you have to grow in that generosity which means helping other people. All right? Even just in some cases, visiting people and being, uh, being supportive, all right, of others. Ask yourself, are you a blessing to other people? I mean, I said this on Sunday. Many people, when the Bible says, I'm going to teach one day, when it says, pray for kings and those who are in authority, that may live a quieter plan. Many people only pray for their bosses at work when they want the heart of the king to be turned towards them. That boss there, people may hear that he is going through a rough marriage and they are gisting about it. No intercession for the person. Do you get what I'm saying? The person might just come and say, why were you late for this meeting? I had to rush my child to the hospital. And all that Christian is thinking about is, I hope he signs my next promotion. This is how callous that is. It's how callous that is. In other words, he's talking about praying for the welfare and the well-being, all right, of people. I mean, when he says pray for those in authority, if we ask Christians now, whether they've ever knelt down one day and prayed for the governor of the state that his family will be blessed, is that what, what's concerned? So, are you following what I'm saying? That's what he's talking about. He says that you may lead a quiet and a what? Peaceable life. All right? And you may lead. Which means that that's, that's what God taught Job. When he started praying for his friends. There are many people who are friends to people that don't pray for them. Many people have never prayed for their family members. I, you get what I'm saying? But when he's to get something... Then the seven steps, uh, how will I find favor from the eyes of the person? The heart of the king, uh, all right, and none of that. And so, trouble. So, it starts out with that, which means I go out there, all right, and I begin. Now, this is very important. If you want to become, let me pull up that scripture. In the last days, praying us, time shall come. You'll see what causes it. In other words, it's the way the people are that draws that thing, all right, to them. In all that, they are self centered. Know this, in last days, praying us, time shall come. It's not that the demons got stronger. What happened? For men shall be what? Lovers of their own selves. Covetousness. Covetousness, you want what belongs to somebody else. It's all about grab, take from people. 
All right? There is no generosity that is there. I mean, it's just like... Let me give you an example now. I mean, with Crash of Naira, the very thing you want to hold on to if you have dollars is dollars. Do you get what I'm saying? God can't even tell you to give somebody dollars. You can't hear that count. That that shouldn't even be whispered. Naira we can do. Where a dollar? All right? So it's about generosity there. Okay. Now, so I haven't said that. I've spent so much time on that, okay? Which is the starting point. But I want people to, to understand this. All right? You should, you should see. This thing is not about people coming to me to and say, I have a need, I have a need. This is about listening to people and hearing their pain, even when they are trying to cover that pain from you in what they're saying. You understand what I'm saying? I was talking to somebody, uh, sometimes I said, I, I heard the person, well, you say tripping, child. Someone told me in the office and, you know, on WhatsApp, she was just pasting things up. So I called her, I said, ah, I hear you are, you are, you are, you are tripping on, on your WhatsApp status, saying all kinds of things about somebody. What's going on? From the conclusion of what was going on, I knew this person needed money. A person didn't tell me, but from all they are saying, I get it. I said, look, the conclusion of my life, send me your account number. That's the conclusion. Are you from here? Now, that person will never ask me for money. Do you get what I'm saying? All right? I mean, if you ask me for money once, twice, thrice, then something is wrong. That means you are giving nobody money. Reverend Emiko back there. I mean, now people, then there was, it was faith. Somebody came to meet him for money. He took money in his office, and I remember, and he gave him money. <laughs> he gave him. He said, I, when the guy was going, he said, call him back. I hope you know, this is what he said, I paraphrase it. If you are not going to come back to meet me again, then some of that money I gave you is seed for somebody else. That's Christianity. Do you get what I'm saying? Ah, no, thank God they've given us the money. All right? So it's that easy because it says you can be in a position where, this is what he said, that's bread. Bread means under all circumstances, including this one we are, you require no aid or support. Except you are saying there is no grace. And for that to happen, break up, all right, your fallow ground there. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.